I need to know what you think about this. Is a hot dog a sandwich? This question. Yes. <laughs> this is like the is water wet? Except there's a, like a real scientific answer to is water wet. Well, yeah, but like it is <laughs> like the argument that has ensued over this. Yes. And it's, it's like, like the, the doors versus wheels yes, question. I was just, yeah. yeah, I was just about to say that. It's doors versus wheels for sure. No, I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. Why not? What is it then? It's a hot dog. So then could anything that's in like a long form that could fit in a hot dog bun, technically a hot dog? What else is good? I mean, a brat <laughs> or a peanut butter jelly sandwich if you're out of normal bread. Well, yeah, but you're using, you're only using a hot dog bun because, like, it becomes a sandwich then because Mm. you're using it, but you would use different type of bread. So it's the hot dog that makes the hot dog not a sandwich. I mean, a brat, it would also not be a sandwich. So if you cut a hot dog into, like, little rounds and put it flat on a flat piece of bread, is that a sandwich? Sure. I don't understand the rules of your game. What do you think? I I think that a hot dog is a sandwich. Partially because I like to be argumentative. I like like to make people be like, oh, just agree with me about this dumb thing that doesn't matter. But also because I was at a restaurant recently and on their menu they had hot dogs. I have not seen a restaurant with hot dogs on like the adult menu in a long time. But it was under the sandwich section. And I figure they own a restaurant. They probably know more than I do about what's a sandwich and what's not. Or they put it under the sandwich section because they were like, we don't have enough space to create a whole section (laughs) for just one hot dog. And we don't want to offer 10 types of hot dogs. We just want to offer one hot dog. So we're going to put it under the sandwich section Mm. because we don't have that much space on our menu. Or they thought... Maybe someone will go on a first date here and not know what to talk about. They'll see the menu and they'll start talking about, is a hot dog a sandwich? Do it for the content. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just always (laughs) comes back to do everything for the content. Exactly. Do it for the vine, you know? Exactly. Gosh, I miss those days. I really miss, do it for the vine. Life was simpler (gasps) and a lot funnier. (laughs) Yeah, and also very cringy, but, you know, enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Cringy in a good way. That's how my middle schoolers would have described me when I was teaching them. Cringy in a good way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. That's what, your, that's what your bio says. Hi, I'm Mariah. I'm cringy in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Look me up on TikTok. That's what my bio says. That's what my Tumblr bio says. Mariah, 26. That's so cool. Full puff. <laughs> Quirky, <laughs> cringy in a good way. <laughs> and also, I'm just like such a quirky girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just like can't even help how quirky I am. Sometimes I drink my coffee hot and sometimes I drink it cold. Isn't that just so quirky? <laughs> I drink hot coffee in the summer and iced coffee in the winter. <laughs> so quirky. <laughs> Who let the word quirky become what it is? I think it became what it is because of Jessica Day. Oh, yeah. I absolutely think that is where the word quirky changed. 
and became what it is today, which is a quirky girl. Because Jess Day is the OG quirky girl. I wear polka dots every day. I touched glitter in the last 24 hours. I break for birds. Oh, Jessica Day. What a babe. I'm Kelly. And I'm Mariah. And this is Peak Distraction. A podcast about everything. Off of, off of the vibe today. Yeah, you feel. What do you mean you feel off of the vibe today? I don't know. I just I feel off of the vibe. But we're gonna see how it goes. We're doing book club. <laughs> Honestly, I am also feeling off of the vibe, and I think part of the reason is because I did not finish this book. I did not finish this book either. <laughs> and you actually read more than I did, so. And <laughs> because I downloaded the audiobook. <laughs> For a long time, I was very ahead of you in this book. <sighs> That's true. That's very true. This, so we're off of the vibe because this book is off of the vibe. <laughs> this book was not our normal read. And there were many times when Kelly and I text each other and we're like, what the crap is going on here? But it's like such a weird book because... Like, it's, I couldn't bring myself to read it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, like, totally hate when I was reading it. Yeah. Same. I usually actually enjoyed what I was reading when I was reading it. Yeah. But I, it was really hard to make myself actually read it. Uh-huh. Okay, so instead of being, continuing to be super vague about this <laughs> book, um, this book is dragons of autumn twilight and it is the first book in the dragonlance chronicles there's three books in the dragonlance chronicles Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a dungeons and dragons book yes it's the The dungeons and dragons world (laughs) the summary says after five years which also the book very much I want to say more about this later, but the book totally just drops you into a storyline and is like using words without any explanation until you're 20 pages later and then you finally understand what the crap is going on. The world building (laughs) sucked. Also, I think the map was drawn wrong because I was like, they just said that they were, I looked back at the map. I did that. There's a map in the front of the book and they said something about heading east and I was like, there's nothing to the east of the city they were just in. They're going west. What is happening? You know a book is going to be rough to get through when a map is included at the beginning. You know That's what? all I have to say. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a book that has a map at the front of it. I, hmm, I don't think I have either, but I've never really gotten into the whole, like, other than Harry Potter... And Twilight, I was never a mystical reader. And honestly, I don't think that Twilight is mystical. I don't There's think Twilight. Vampires, that's mystical. Yeah, except, except, wait. Except that vampires Go are back real. To school. <laughs> yeah, if you just respect that, Kelly, vampires are real. They go to an American high school in a rainy. Like that's so not mystical. Yeah, but there's vampires. 
I don't. I don't think that should really count. I don't know. It, it it is a fantasy novel with mythical yes. creatures. So you're putting it in the same category as the Dragonlance series? They are both fantasy, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I cannot wait for our listeners to hear you say that. Are they okay, to the same caliber? No, but they're both part of the fantasy genre. <laughs> Okay, here's the, the description of the book that can be found on Goodreads because I started that and we got off track. After five years, a group of friends reunites as the shadow of war hangs over the land. When an artifact of incredible power falls into their hands, they must flee the forces of darkness, for they have learned the terrible truth. Dragons have returned to Kryn. Dragons were gone? I didn't know. Okay, anyhow. From the teeming streets of the city of Tarsus to the majestic tower of the High Clarist. Maybe clarinetist. Maybe this book is actually about music. Um, their battle, they, they must battle to preserve their homes, their lives, and their honor. This is a reissue of the three volumes that launched one of the greatest epic fantasy worlds of all time. Really? Now, 15 years after the original publication... Readers can again enjoy these classic works featuring new cover art by noticed by noted fantasy artist Daniel Horn. Wow. He did a good so, job on the cover. A couple things about that summary. One, it tries to be <laughs> mysterious and says when an artifact of great power, it's a staff. It is literally a stick. <laughs> it is a magical stick. That turns bright blue and heals good people and hurts bad people. That's all yeah. that it does. But like, why why call it an artifact? It's a staff. You can just call it a staff. Because saying magical staff is not as exciting as saying artifact. Artifact. It keeps you guessing. Keeps yeah, the exactly. Alive. Like for the first the twelve artifact? chapters. <laughs> well, you the, literally read staff, twelve chapters to find it out. The staff shows up in chapter one, Mariah. No, it doesn't. Is it really Wait, chapter one? It's like chapter two or chapter three. It's when the blue staff happens when the guy <laughs> with the guy who's set on fire. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what this staff. Okay, so we have to explain this story because I'm it's like crying laughing. I could not. <laughs> <laughs> portion of the book so they're like uh so it really is like a shitty version of lord of the rings so like we have this <laughs> band of people who like do not belong together and yeah. they have to go on this quest mm-hmm. essentially this journey together to like save the earth lord of the rings it is lord yeah. of the rings and so to start, they're all like gathering in a pub because of course they are, because that's what all of these fantasy books do. They gather in pubs, obviously. With the cutest little girl who's, I don't know how little she is, but she is the like barmaid and her name is Tika and she's adorable and a creepy old man hits on her. And I hated that part of the book. As When I read that, I was like, oh, I don't know how old she is, but either way, that makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's 27 anyway, pages in. Yeah. Sorry. But this guy falls into the fire that is in it which is probably why restaurants don't have fires anymore because people would imagine fall, and no blue stuff to save anyone imagine the cost of liability insurance actually that's not true there are places that have like bonfires all the time so mm-hmm. but their liability insurance must be high because this man fell into the fire and was like mm-hmm. burning Charred. he was on yeah. fire <laughs> 
And then, lucky for us, Gold Moon, who is the carrier of the the healing staff, mm-hmm. heals him, and he's so pissed <laughs> that he was healed. Then he jumped into the fire again. <laughs> he called it like dark magic and he was like, no! <laughs> I will burn to death. <laughs> and then ran to find the other like leaders of the city to be like, I found the blue staff. Evil boo. Kelly, I don't know if you remember this, but I'm looking at our story graph buddy read. Um, <laughs> and... And you responded because you had said, like, he starts himself on, he's on fire. And I said, and then he starts himself on fire again because he's mad someone healed him. And you said, IDK seems kind of attention seeking to me. <laughs> and then I put, I did, did I'm I not write like, that. <laughs> yes. And I put, I'm not like other theocrats. <laughs> he is quirky. <laughs> he's the definition of a quirky girl. One time, Super. <laughs> one time I was saved from burning on fire. And uh, I was healed. I was brought back to life. And it made me mad. So I put myself back in the fire. (laughs) I'm so quirky. I'm so quirky. And also, I'm now missing my left hand because I stuck it in the fire and refused the healing that was offered to me. Literally, I would rather die by fire than be saved by (laughs) a dark magic staff. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, so the theocrats in this book are like the the bad guys. But later on, the healing stuff, like they the main characters find out this sort of as much of the backstory as they can about it at that time. And Goldmoon is like, it does good things to good people and bad things to bad people. And the magician, who might be my favorite <laughs> Raistlin, might be my favorite character in the whole book because he is a moody teenage girl and I love him. <laughs> I just picture him like always like whispering. Yes. <laughs> yes, because his voice, literally every time they mention Raistlin, they're like the pasty faced mage with the papery thin voice. It's like, yes. what is you you don't have to keep telling us that we get it. He's super pasty, super like scrawny. Has a cough, and his voice is seems like he's that. hanging on by a thread. Yeah, and yeah yes. his voice is. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, the theocrat is healed by the blue staff, but Raistlin is hurt by it. I'm sorry. He's one of the heroes of the book. How is he a bad guy? He's been untrustworthy the entire time. <laughs> Kelly, remember when I told you that I'm bad at reading stories with, like, untrustworthy narrators because I just assume everyone is trustworthy? Raceland's (laughs) sketchy as hell. I know, and I love it. (laughs) I mean, and they're doing it on purpose. Like, I mean, he could end up being good, but I'm always like, "Mm, I don't trust this man. I'm glad that one of us can read with actual um, foresight because I literally am just like, oh, Raceland, you're awful, but I love you. Also, he can't touch water. That was... <laughs> we find out, like, 50 pages in that he can't touch water. How does he clean himself? With magic? What is that? This man is walking around without <laughs> using deodorant, and he's never showered Ew. a day in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Gross. Please Ray bathe sometimes. Slim, the smelly mage who can only whisper. Kelly and I both finished the book about halfway through, like where we stopped. Right? You were at about halfway, the halfway point, weren't you? Yeah, I, well, I think I ended on chapter 18, page 199. I never read 18. 
Okay, so I think that chapter 20 is, so we were about halfway through the book. Yeah, but I got, like, most of what happened. I could kind of guess what happened in those last couple chapters. I don't think you can. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) No, you probably could. It was a battle scene. I Yeah, I mean, that's what it was, like, the battle scene with the dragon, like, that's what it was leading up to, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, what's up with these dragons, like... Just being chit chatty and act like doing humany things, like this dragon straight up was just like tapping her fingernails on the table and being like, "Well, what do you think about it?" <laughs> and every time I was like, "That doesn't. That's not what dragons do." In fantasy books, that is what dragons do for sure. Not in Harry Potter. Also, dragons. This is a different world. <laughs> also, I, dragons. Fine. This is like this dragon shouldn't even be alive. Like dragons disappeared with the cataclysm like thousands of years ago. And so like that is why the dragon is a big deal because the fact that dragons are back or there is a living dragon shows that like the darkness is taking over. Oh, I missed that completely. That was like the whole <laughs> conversation with like the goddess and everything <laughs> in the temple. Yeah, but yeah, so thousands of years ago, thousands of years ago, dragons disappeared when they like, it it was like the cataclysm, they had this like huge battle, light won, dragons disappeared, evil withered away, right? Mm. And so now we saw in like chapter three or four, like the stars left the sky, obviously we have these like lizard looking things whatever they're called draconians yes the draconians they're taking over like evil's taking over and now the fact that a dragon is back and that's why all of them are so shocked to see a dragon because (laughs) dragons aren't supposed to exist and i really miss that does exist is bad because it means that there's evil and darkness (laughs) in the world wow i really missed that you know what bothers me as well about this book (laughs) This is super off topic. What bothers me is that this group of essentially bros and then Goldmoon, who's lovely and we love her, are all like sort of known for being adventury dudes. And they are sent out on an adventure and nobody is prepared. Nobody has a blanket. There's nobody who has they any like snacks blankets. They all pulled out blankets. No, they put on their cloaks. Like that was just their jackets. There is a part where Tannis, who I think is supposed to be the main character, yeah. it says <laughs> he laid down and rolled up in his cloak. And all I could think about, they were in a cave, and all I could think about was him rolling around on the floor <laughs> to get his <laughs> cloak around him. Like doing like like if you were rolling down a hill, that kind of rolling until he was a nice little burrito. <laughs> Okay, I think there's just a lot of discrepancies because when Riverwind was like shard to death by this dragon, they all pulled blankets out of their pack to like cover him with. Oh yeah, and but nobody in that scene in the cave had a blanket. (laughs) Also, Riverwind is the boyfriend of Goldmoon? Lover? I hate that word, unless it's Taylor Swift. Sometimes it strikes me that, like, I get the vibes from them sometimes. So, like, he, they had a forbidden relationship in, like, the village that they're from. Mm -hmm. And he went off, literally was, like, not drunk, but, like, blackout for, like, 
years. He cannot remember what happened for years, except he can remember that he somehow ended up with this blue staff <laughs> and then he gave it to Gold Moon, but like straight up blackout for years. Um, and So maybe he's actually the bad guy. And this this was maybe. He doesn't know. And then he was supposed to like with this staff, like they're supposed to get married, but then like her dad wouldn't let her. So then they like ran away and then mm-hmm. somehow ended up running into like our group of adventurers. Now they're all one. But I get the vibe that Gold Moon is not interested in him anymore. And she just doesn't know how to tell him. Like, she's like, I still love you. And you did all these things. But, like, I don't want to marry you anymore. I think she likes Raceland. Raceland? Mm-hmm. The mage? She's always with the mage. Always. If that is a twist that this story takes, I don't think I can handle it. I think she likes <laughs> Raceland. And I Ew. think she can't tell Riverwind that. She the one who literally, <laughs> the one who can't even touch water, he's probably not bathed in the past 20, since he became, like, a significant magician. When they're, <laughs> when the group is always, like, hanging out, she's always cu- cuddled up next to him. Oh, Ick. I can't. I literally cannot. Um. Also, there was no real action in this book. Like, there were some runaway chasing type scenes and some close calls to action but nothing nothing actually actiony happened until we were in like 80 pages into the book it's very when the draconians show up yes it is very slow paced but then on the places that it's in the places that it's quickly paced it is like boom 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 and then you go back to you go to the next chapter and it's like and then raceland pulled another smelly drink out of his bag and warmed it over the fire and everyone was mad. He, you know what? He's the equivalent of the guy who always brings like the smelliest fish to work for lunch and puts it in the microwave. That's what Raceland is. You know, like (laughs) I'm not anti-eating fish. Like that is a good food choice. But if it's smelly, don't put it in the microwave. Don't make everyone else smell the trout, the the river trout that you have. You know, like, that's not nice. And Raceland just doesn't care because he's got to drink these weird potion-y things because he's coughing up blood. That's not good, dude. You should get that checked out. Yeah, agreed. Also, later we meet a little a little gully dwarf whose name is Boo-Poo. I can't. I can't with the gully dwarfs. Also, the, <laughs> the narrator. <laughs> they were described as the most hideous creatures yeah. alive. <laughs> and then Boo Poo is like this sweet little like la 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 kind of character. And there's they went on and on about the gully dwarves being so dumb and evil and like smelly and gross. And then all of them were lovely to this group of travelers. Yeah. Especially Boo Poo. She was so sweet. Yeah. But she oh oh the narrator in the, the audiobook that I was listening to on Audible, um, not sponsored, gave her a southern accent. <laughs> and it was like, Boo-Poo doesn't know what to do next. <laughs> I was like, this is, why are you doing that? And the half of the characters had subtle, like the, the really big, important characters, like the knight and stuff, and Tannis, the half-elf, had sort of subtle British accents. And then Taz, who's a kinder who I love the most, Taz is the best character. Had a super American, like, Midwestern accent. Sounded like us. (laughs) 
Okay, the slightly British thing I get, though, because, like, at yeah. like Game of Thrones, everything is always, like, slightly British. Weird. And that was, like, I think I left a comment about that. Like, I'm reading this in, like, a slightly <laughs> British, like, narration because of, like, Game of Thrones. And uh, they just throw around words like rheumatism. Oh I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> also, at one point, like, they are Pegasi. Yes. And... They use the words thee and thou, but they use them incorrectly. Very incorrectly. Oh, uh, side note, it was, I think, oh, it was, I was going to say it was Raceland, but no, it's Sturm that has rheumatism. <laughs> he's the, he's a, he's a dwarf, right? No, he's a, he's a knight. Oh my gosh. I, who's the, what's the dwarf's name then? Flint. Oh, wow. Okay. I, t- I got them mixed up, I guess, because I really assumed that Flint was the one with rheumatism, because that made sense to me. It's okay. But the Pegasus, I do use it wrong. They're like, how- do you have an example? I, I can't find, I oh, can't flip to it in my book, but it's so funny. They do, I'm, they say the and now with everything. They're saying yeah, it wrong. Oh, it, was, it was the centaurs also. It's on page 112, if oh, you have your book yeah, with you. Yeah, that was the centaurs. Oh, that was also when Sturm was being described as... No, was it the other one? No, it was Sturm. He's being described as uh, stroking his mustaches. And it's always plural. Does he have two mustaches? What is going on? I had the same question. My question was, is it like one side of the mustache is called a mustache and the other side is called a mustache and so everyone has mustaches? And then is he stroking both of them? (laughs) (laughs) I would assume like this if he was stroking his... Okay, also, I'd like to know from someone who has a mustache, do you often find yourself like just touching your upper lip like that? I don't... I don't... I feel like every other page they're stroking their mustaches. Is it plural? Are we just idiots? Why would it be plural though? It's absolutely not. It's one mustache. A mustache is a strip of facial hair grown above the upper lip. Also, if it was above the upper lip, Google, that would be on your nose. It's on the upper lip. Get it right. <laughs> right? No, that's not your lip. Oh, wow. You're right. That's your lip. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Mariah just thought her lip was the entire portion from right below her nose to her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's so embarrassing. I'm sorry, but if you went to the doctor and you had something wrong between your nose and your lips, wouldn't you say it's on my upper lip? No, I'd say it's between my (laughs) nose and my lips. No. (laughs) I knew starting a podcast was a bad idea. This kind of stuff always happens to me. (laughs) And I know that some of you listening are going, well, if you just weren't such an idiot, Mariah, it would be easier for you. It can't be easier for me. <laughs> this is how I am. Uh, okay, so the centaurs, where they are, <laughs> they take, these centaurs just, like, show up, they're using thee and thou wrong, and oh. they start every sentence with thee or thou, and it's yes. always wrong. But they grab this group of guys, and they're like, hey, hop on our backs, we're gonna take you to the leader of Darkenwood. And these people are like, why should we just hop on your backs? And like, trust us. And There's reptile guys over there. Yeah, so they like don't have a choice. They go with, and then we get to meet the leader of Darkenwood, which is the <laughs> which equivalent is the- of the Forbidden Forest. 
But even more scary because there's Draconians and not just Draco Malfoy. Yes, exactly. Um, And guess who the leader is? Guess. Guess We'll give you five guesses and you won't get it. Listeners. (laughs) We're giving you five guesses. You're not going to get it unless you read the book. (laughs) It's a unicorn. (laughs) Yeah, a unicorn. Who talks? A talking unicorn. A chit-chatty little unicorn. Who, who made calls for in them. the Pegasi. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Who also talk. Yes, the Pegasi also talk. So this is why, Mariah, we should not be surprised that the dragon is like tapping its nails. And you're talking. so right. All the other ones Ugh, You're so right. Um, also, at this point in the book, I had left a comment <laughs> where I said... <laughs> We're almost 100 pages in, and I still don't really know what the point is. <laughs> and when we're about 100 pages in, we find out that Tannis and Flint, so the half-elf and the dwarf, adopted Sturm. Sturm. What is it? How do you say his name? Sturm? I don't know. That's how I was saying it. Yeah, I think that that's right, because it's Storm, but with a U instead of an O. Anyhow, they, like, adopted him and said, hey, buckaroo. You you need some people to protect you. And that's what happened. They didn't literally adopt him, but they sort of said, hey, here, be our, one of our family members. Isn't that so cute? Adorable. But and that was the first okay. time we heard about how that was the first time we heard about anyone's backstory and how they knew each other. Otherwise, we had literally been dropped in like five years later. Five years after what? What do you? Uh, and we don't find out in the first half of the book. You were going to say something. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't really get anybody's backstory at all. We know a little bit about Tannis. Mm-hmm. We know he has like he he's pining over this girl named like Kitiara. Yes. Who is I think Sturm's sister. I think I think you're right. It's one of it's the sister of one of the characters. And like yeah. dating a sibling of one of your friends is always a dangerous move. I don't know why he did that. Yeah. And he like still likes her for sure. Um, yeah. And we know that he has is a half elf, so he's like super comp like he has a complicated like history. But outside exactly. of that we don't get backstory at all but, ever. Yeah. No. And I don't know. Okay, so like obviously hopefully we I don't know. I we need to label this episode as like listen to this if you have not read this book because <laughs> I think it's still interesting. Because yeah. this book is I don't know. Like, this is not either of our normal reads. At all. At all. And I guess heading into it, I always thought that, like, true fantasy books like this, because I've never really read, like, a true fantasy book, Mm -hmm. I always thought that, like, the first book was generally all world building and character background, which I think would have been helpful. Yeah, I agree. I think it would have even been helpful, like, in the first couple of chapters, to drop in places where the characters reminisced about their their time together five years ago. Because I literally thought to myself, wow, this feels very sisterhood of the traveling pants of them. Like, <laughs> like five years later, I, after what? There was nothing. No backstory, no, no description, nope. no world building. No. They just sort of started telling you about these theocrats that are evil and throwing out words like cataclysm and like darken wood well, I, yeah and you're like absolutely left to figure it out yeah looking at the map didn't help me no that the i discovered the map yesterday actually and i was like <laughs> well that's not helpful like at first i was like oh cool that'll be helpful 
And then after two seconds, I was like, that's literally not helpful at all. (laughs) The least helpful thing ever. Oh, man. So when they first go out, and right after they've met the reptile guys, the Draconians, there's a point. Draconians are literally lizard men. They're lizard men. And that's 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 actually how they're described in, yeah. (laughs) They describe them as lizard men. That is like how descriptive the writing gets. It's lizard men and rheumatism. (laughs) You you quoted the book in our story graph and you said, they're some sort of reptile man. (laughs) No shit, Sherlock. That's what you said. (laughs) It was my favorite comment to read because I was like, yeah, they were just described as lizard men. And then one of the characters said, as if we hadn't been reading the description. <laughs> it's There's some sort of reptile man. man. <laughs> what? I, yeah, we know. We've established we... <laughs> this. <laughs> it's it's a show don't tell thing and you did all the showing so why are you telling me? I don't understand. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyhow, they meet these reptile men and at some point they're on a mountainside and they all get mad at each other for different things. And multiple <laughs> characters were like, I'm about to throw this person off the side of the mountain. Literally what? The, en- the entire group was like, and they kept on saying that. The narrators kept on using that. It was like five times in one chapter. I'm about to it's throw so them off the side of this mountain. <laughs> and all the characters were thinking it to themselves independently. That might be the most entertaining part. I know that the same person wrote this chapter. That's anyhow. (laughs) It is kind of funny to think about though, because like you're on it. Like imagine you're like on a vacation and you're like hangry and you're like on a vacation with people that you don't like. This kind of sounds like our missionary year a little bit. And, and, And so you're like, stuck on this journey and you're like hungry and you're around people that you don't want to be around but you don't have a choice and then uh, everyone is like i just want to throw you off of a mountain and it's you know what there is at least one person (laughs) i'm just gonna say there's at least one person on our team who i feel certain if he had had the opportunity would have been like i think maybe it's time for us to throw mariah over the side of the mountain We had a GPS. There were team members that thought that about me as well. So (laughs) this team member I'm thinking of, we had a GPS in the van, and I was sitting shotgun, so I was like navigating. (laughs) And every time it would give us a direction, I would say "thank you," and then whatever we had named it, and he was like, "Stop thinking the robot," and I was like, "I can't. (laughs) I'm just too polite for that." (laughs) He would have thrown me off the mountain (laughs) if he could have. Honestly, I might have thrown me off the mountain at that point. <laughs> like, no. I might know. have, too. I must have been sitting in the back of the van. <laughs> or you thought it was funny because you also wanted to bother this teammate. I don't know. Well, that's true. I, I <laughs> may have tag teamed with you on that one. <laughs> Comes naturally as a little sister. So. <laughs> Especially oh. when they make it so easy to annoy yes. them. Exa- and that was exactly what happened. I was like, I... It's like you don't understand that what you're doing is showing me all of the ways to push the buttons. I'm so, I as as the baby of the family, as the youngest sister, <laughs> I, I have an obligation. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I have an obligation to actually just push buttons naturally. I don't know what I to was tell you. Put on this earth to push buttons. <laughs> so... I was put on this earth to piss off people who are just a little bit older than me. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Is that annoying you? Good. I should get a raise then. <laughs> because I'm doing my job correctly. Very I well. Always, I almost always ended up navigating for that teammate. We had many teammates who could drive. I navved for them like twice. And this person I navved for like four or five times. Like, why do you keep asking? Well, like, why do you keep letting me do this? You don't like me. You should just say no. Or like, don't ask me to nav for you. You don't like me. <laughs> okay, this book though, Taz and Flint arguably have the best relationship. <laughs> oh, the sweetest relationship. So sweet. First of all, we need to give Flint. Okay, so Taz is. We need to give credit to Taz and Flint. Taz. Yes. Is ADHD personified. <laughs> Yes, and he wears Absolutely. bright blue pants. I he love him. He does wear bright blue pants. I have no <laughs> idea. He's a kender. I have no idea what a kender is. We've never been described what he looks like. I Not have, even kind of. I have zero image in my head for what Tav <laughs> looks like, except for that he has blue pants because and yeah. a top knot. He's 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 like this little character wandering around with a man bun and blue pants. And outside of that, I have no idea what he looks like. I know that he likes to steal things and draw maps. So literally ADHD, like he's just, he's just chasing that dopamine high. I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. And Flint is a dwarf and dwarfs drink a lot, but like Flint doesn't want to go on the boat because he almost drowned the last time he was on a boat. And I'm sorry, thinks- because Raceland's brother almost drowned him the last time yes. they were on a boat. And Raceland's brother, brother is there. Exactly. And Raceland's brother is semi-normal and he is also a warrior, I think. Yeah. But his main job throughout the whole thing is like he's muscly and he keeps Raceland out of trouble as much as he can. So anyhow, Caraman and Raceland are twinsies. Yes. But we're talking about Flint and Taz. Yes. And so Flint is like, I'm not getting in a boat with Caraman because he almost drowned me the last time. And then he realizes that if he doesn't get in the boat, which has already taken off from shore, that the town... Draconians? That is, it wasn't the Draconians yet. Oh, oh like, yeah. Like, the town was, the theocrats were, like, trying to find mm-hmm. them. And he realized that if he didn't get in the boat, then the theocrats were going to take him. And so he was like, wait, I'm coming. And he was, and he's a dwarf, so he's super short, and he can't swim. And this man, of all of the priorities, he was like, not the wine! And he was holding his wine up above the water while he's, like, drowning. <laughs> So Kelly is Flint and I am Taz. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) Except I don't like stealing things. So I I take that back. But they together in this most, in like the last portion of the book, well, the half of the book that we read, um, (laughs) they are wandering through the forest and they're trying to find Mm. this like ruined city that is not existent anymore. They're wandering through the woods, and essentially, Tass and Flint get bored, and they're like, hey, do you want to get drunk? <laughs> Flint's like, hey, Taz, do you want to get drunk? And Taz is like, sure, man, I'll get drunk. And then they get drunk, and then they decide to wander off from the group, and they run into some trouble. And instead, they, they yell, help! Everyone comes to help them, and they end up 
just jumping <laughs> off into a river and their friends all get into like serious trouble, which is like obviously good because then they're free to help them. But like these guys just got shit faced. <laughs> I thought ran into trouble, needed to be rescued, and then bailed on their friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought they were drinking because Flint was the one with rheumatism. I thought that's what happened, but maybe I just missed a chunk no, of the I th- book again. I think we, were, I think we were just bored. <laughs> I mean, they're not alone. Uh, I I don't understand, honestly, how I feel about this book. Also, on Goodreads, it has four stars. Yeah, like um, even I noticed that the other yeah. day. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about this book because, like we said, I didn't mind picking it up and I didn't mind reading it once I was actually reading it. But picking it up was like just torturous. Absolutely. And the chapters weren't even that long. Like no, I I just think that it's because it's not my genre. Maybe. I have I don't think I've even watched Lord of the Rings. I think I've watched one of them. And see, I, I do, I love, I've never read them, but I love Lord of the Rings. Mm. And I have not watched Game of Thrones, but I did watch most of House of the Dragon and I did really enjoy it. I can mm. like get into, I think I maybe enjoyed it a little bit more than you did, but maybe not. That's fair. That's fair. There I watched a- part of Game of Thrones with a friend in college and then I said, this is too much. I can't do it anymore. Will you explain it to me? And he came to my apartment just to sit and explain the rest of it to me. And I was like, thank you. I really appreciate that. Dragonlance was confusing because I am having a hard time like picking it up. But there was a portion of chapters where I was laughing out loud. That was the yes. Taz and Flint drunk scene. I was laughing out loud while I was reading it. And then the next chapter, I was like actually crying. And it uh-huh. is rare. I mean, I think I I definitely cry in books with books mm-hmm. a lot. Um, well, not a lot, but like usually really good books that I enjoy make me cry. I cannot <laughs> tell you the last time I laughed out loud at a book, though. So uh, that's why I was like, oh, my God, do I like this? <laughs> am, I, am I enjoying this? <laughs> am, I having, am I having an existential crisis because I am enjoying a book that I thought I wouldn't enjoy? I, I'm currently having an existential crisis, and maybe this is a part of it because I'm fi- yeah, finding out that, like, I used to uh, make fun of this shit, and I'm enjoying it. It's making me laugh. Also, did you know that I am in a Dungeons and Dragons group? Okay, I want to be in one. That sounds like so much fun. You and one of my other best friends is also, you guys are all in Dungeons and Dragons and I don't have a group to join and I'm feeling sad about it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Come join our next campaign. We, well, we've only done two sessions of our first campaign, but I will say, uh, I mean, I think it's fun. I always have to... (laughs) Uh, ask for breaks because they keep on playing for hours and they can all tell when I am not paying attention at all, which happens very quickly. And I will be like in a lull of our journey and all of a sudden, like people are talking, what should we do next? And I jump in, it's time for a break. And then I get up and like get everybody a snack or something because I do not have the attention span of there for six hours. So. Oh, that's too funny. I had a student who was so sweet in my study hall. 
my first year of teaching who was like, Ms. Schultz, can I make you a Dungeons and Dragons character? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so she created one for me and I have all of the stuff about it, which was lovely. And then, because she was a kid who really liked to draw, she drew my character for me. So adorable. Also, That's my so character's <laughs> my character flaw was that I eat crayons. <laughs> She was like, "What's your what's your flaw?" And I was like, "Can it be that I eat crayons?" And she went, "Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, it can. That that's a flaw." <laughs> the sweetest kid. Oh my that's gosh, that's fantastic. I love too that funny. So, much. so anyhow, I've got a character already. I don't know anything about my stats, but I have them. I don't hey, understand as them. As long as you know what your character flaw is, that's all that matters. Yeah, actually, no, that's a lie. Your stats matter way more than yeah. the character flaw. I I made myself super low in strength and intelligence, but very high in humor. <laughs> so no one even wants you on a D and D campaign. You're just exactly. gonna die right away. <laughs> but I'll be funny about it. So like, won't that be great? <laughs> I found out. I thought that. If you died in a D&D campaign, we could just, like, restart and, like, or, like go back, redo yeah, the battle, um, whatever. No! Th- maybe it's because the group is sick of me, but they said, <laughs> if you die, you don't get to participate. I'm actually one of the warriors in our group. Oh, okay. Yeah, they depend on me to win their battles, and I never know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that... I would like to recreate my character and be a pasty-faced mage. That would be my goal. You should. With a I'll, I'll just. I'll just. <laughs> I love you, Gold Moon. With Raceland, I just picture the like fetus version of Voldemort. Oh no! <laughs> I hate that. That's so accurate. No. <laughs> Wow. Did you know that they made, I think it's a cartoon movie of this book. I would believe it, yeah. I, they, it exists, and I am checking it out from my library. Oh I my put it on hold. Really? Are yeah, I'm going to pick it up this week, yeah. <laughs> Is it a DVD? I think so. <laughs> would you Would you like to watch it with me? Should I, like, set up a FaceTime with you? <laughs> yeah, can we watch it together? A little watch party? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Okay, there is a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out in like March, I think. We have to go see it yeah, together, right? I agree with you. Like, I agree like so wholeheartedly. We're D&D you know what? people now. <laughs> I vote that you come visit me okay. when that movie comes out, and then we'll go see okay. it across the bridge. We'll have to travel across the bridge because there's not a movie theater in my town. But is there IMAX? I only want to see D and D in IMAX. I don't even know what IMAX means. It's like a bigger screen and the sound is more defined. Is it the is it the thing where you're sitting at like a really high angle? Oh, I can't, I can't do IMAX. The last the, time I was no, in IMAX, I almost cried. The Science Museum has you sitting at a high angle, not mm-hmm. regular theaters. Regular oh. theaters. It's still like the stadium seating, but like yeah. the screen is bigger and a little bit more curved, I think. Why is the Science Museum like that? I hate that. That was where I was. Yeah, the science museum is like at an angle. I'm not sure why. I think it's I I probably to make you feel like you're a part of it a little bit more. One of my cousins used to work at the science museum. I should call her and say, "Hey, what was the deal with that?" 
Why was that like that? Why'd you put them at an angle? Yeah, why did you personally do that? <laughs> I know you're in charge of the dinosaur exhibit, but like, could you please just explain to me? Your cousin why... is in charge of the. Not anymore. She used to be the. I I think she was at least. She like now puts together um, museum exhibits, like the traveling ones that go places. And now that she's working. Sounds like the coolest job. Yeah. It yeah, she whenever she talks about it, I'm always enthralled. And like on her Instagram, she'll put up stories of um because she was an art major. She studied art. And so she will fix the different things that break when they're traveling. And it, it's incredible. She is so talented. But yeah, for a long, long time she was putting together dinosaur things, like dinosaur exhibits. That's so Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think her most recent one. I don't know what she's working on right now, but for a while she was working on a bug exhibit and bugs creep me out, but it was still cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. There is a traveling museum thing in town and it's Sherlock Holmes. Maybe I should come down next weekend. Doesn't that sound so cool? Yeah. It's like the Sherlock Holmes experience or something like that. I don't know. I thought that sounded really cool. Do you get to solve a mystery while you're there? I don't know. Hopefully. I haven't looked too much into it, but I thought it sounded really fun. Um, Also, this is just getting me pumped about Night at the Museum. I've been really wanting to rewatch Night at the Museum. Um, (laughs) I love those movies. (laughs) I can never remember if it's National Treasure or Night at the Museum that you like. Both. It's both. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I don't think I've talked about Night at the Museum on the pod before. I've definitely talked about about National Treasure. I'm Mm -hmm. obsessed with National Treasure. I will. I rewatch that every year. (laughs) Can we watch it together next time? Because I would like to understand. Why I like it? I like both of them. I love both of them. I know. I'd like to do a little watch party of both of them with you. Because I'd like to understand. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. But I just want to understand the deep, deep. Love and appreciation. It's so good. There's there's something so nostalgic about them. I don't know. And then the museum is, I don't, I don't know. I think I put them in the same category of like West Wing. I think they just like bring out this appreciation of like history and like the good that government can be, can be, keyword is can be. You know, like the idea of like yeah. history and government. You know, I yeah, I get it. I I yeah, I don't know. Now I have to watch it through that lens because I've only ever watched it through the lens of like, but what if there was a map on the back of the the Declaration of Independence? Yeah, you need to rewatch it from a different perspective. It's just like it's so cool that like, <laughs> like he's so nerdy, but like it's so cool. <laughs> Okay, I'll rewatch it. You learn so much <laughs> about history. <laughs> I, Speaking see, personally, I think this is because I've always wanted to be a history buff. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a history buff, and I've always wanted to be someone that's into politics. But I feel like I don't have the capability of doing either of those things. So I think that's why I like National Treasure and Night at the Museum and West Wing because it's like, yes, I love this. Like, I can't actually like do this, but I love this. <laughs> that is fantastic. But you like trivia, right? Like you are a trivia love person. Trivia. 
I'm going to Gilmore Girls trivia next week. No, this week, I think. Or is it next week? I don't know. Where is it? It's across the bridge. Come up here. Come to it. There's also a Taylor Swift rave in the city that you live in. I know. Are you going to it? Uh, Well, there's a lot coming up this spring, but there's a couple in February. Um, Mm. I think I am busy the night that the Taylor Swift rave is here. But there's one in April... Mm-hmm. And tickets are only like 18 bucks. So, and I think that's cheaper than the rave one. So, yeah. The rave one would be cool though, because I'm sure it's like, it's like remixes. Mm-hmm. So that'd be awesome. I think they're, I don't know. I should check. Maybe I am free. I, 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 am, I am not that weekend, but a friend of mine is planning to go down to go to it. It sounds like so much fun, honestly. Also, I love telling people like, yeah, I'm thinking about going to a rave because people do not expect me to go to a rave, you know? Uh, listeners, in my past, I was a rave slave. <laughs> I <laughs> Honestly, I'm <laughs> I'm not surprised that you have been to raves. I'm not loved them. College. How often did you like See, and that is what surprises me. I would have thought that you were just like a casual rave goer, not that you were like, no, I love this. This is now my personality. Yeah. Okay. You- I, I don't, I wouldn't say I went so far as to like make it my personality, but like, I mean, I still listen to a lot of EDM music and I like like rave, like EDM remixes of songs. Like, yeah. They're on all of my playlists. So, did you wear neon glow in the dark body paint? No, see, I drew, I never dressed for a rave. I Mm. was purely like, like, nobody cares. Like, you just can dance. Mm, Okay, so that is the aspect of raves. Yeah, So that's why I wasn't surprised by that. Yeah, and like, literally no one cares. No one's watching you. Like, it's just like a super cool environment. Will you take me to my first rave? Can we go to one together? Yes. (laughs) Okay, great. So you can go to a rave. Perfect. Um, speaking of raves, where is this going? At 148 pages, I felt like I was at a rave <laughs> because in the book they finally told us what the problem was. <laughs> we read 150 pages before we had any idea what was going to be the purpose of the book. Yep, that's accurate. Okay. And I literally can't remember. To switch to change our perspective on that, I would like yeah. to point out that there are three total books, and this is the problem that is going to be the problem for all three books. It is the problem for all three books. I mean, I'm pretty sure. How did they make this into three books? This is like when they made The Hobbit into three movies. I was anti that. Two movies, okay, maybe. One movie, probably perfect. Three. The Hobbit made me cry. I cried in all three of them. At what parts? <laughs> all of them. I think The Hobbit is better than Lord of the Rings. Oh, I, yes. I actually really want to reread The Hobbit. I was supposed to read it in high school. Mr. Thornley, if you're listening, skip forward a couple of seconds. I didn't read it because I got too scared. <laughs> Gollum scared me. I was a senior in high school and couldn't read The Hobbit, which was written for children. That's why, like, literally, your high school teacher is like, this is the easiest read anyone's ever going to yep. give you, and it's just a super fun story. He was probably super excited to teach it, and you, a senior in high school, were like, I can do it. I'm scared. 
I literally was reading it in the dark at night and was like, this was a terrible choice. I don't think I can read this. I also couldn't read Lord of the Flies because I saw the movie when I was five by accident. I was just going to ask. At my grandma's house. Were you watching Lord of the Flies when you were five? One of my cousins was watching it at my grandma's house and all the cousins were in the living room watching it and none of the adults were there. And that was the movie that we watched. And I have vivid memories even now of... In case you haven't read Lord of the Flies, just know that this is, spoiler alert, when they kill Piggy, it's like a silhouette. I don't know if you've seen the movie. It's a silhouette, but it's like graphic and gross and like the sounds are gross. I can still vividly remember it. I couldn't read the book. I was like, I know what's going to happen. I I read this 10 years ago. I Don't make me do it again. Or I watched this movie 10 years ago. I know enough. Lower, oh yeah so i think it's it's like three books but oh we we did look at um or i found out because i was reading articles on it because jacob told me that more Dragonlance books were coming out or what being written and released so i was looking up articles on it and they planned to revisit the the writers margaret weiss and Tracy Hickman were writing three more books. They got a contract to write three more books. And that was in like, I think that was last year, like 2022. But there is a bunch of, I should, I can't really talk on it. I don't know like all of the details, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of issues with D&D right now. Essentially, they're trying to like get creative rights, I guess. And they're trying, there are a, a lot of, like, D&D is an idea, right? Every single mm-hmm. thing is different. Everybody creates their own characters. So, like, even though something's associated with D&D, like, they're not the same. And, yeah. But they're trying to, like, sue people and creators for, like, D&D stuff or, like, trying to get money out of it because, like, it's Dungeons and & Dragons. And, like, the, like, technically, like, the company... But, like, they may produce Dungeons & Dragons stuff, but, like, anyone can do Dungeons & Dragons. You don't even need to buy, like, Dungeons & Dragons things. It's just, like, like, it's a concept. So it's, like... Yeah. And I have not read enough to, like, fully talk on it, but there's a Mm -hmm. lot of issues with it right now, and it all has to do with kind of, like, creative rights and things like that. And Spicy. Yeah, but it's, like, a concept is what I keep coming back to. Like, you can't copyright a concept yeah you can i think you can sue for intellectual property but at that point you would have to be suing every person who's ever played dungeons and dragons and hasn't purchased like an official thing from you who created it and there, like there are not any official characters from dun like this is a this is a player created world also dungeons and dragons from what I understand, sort of stems from Tolkien's world. I'm probably, that's, yeah. That's what I read somewhere when I was in, I think in um, Goodreads, someone had commented that. So it's like, I'm sorry, whose intellectual property is being stolen? Probably Tolkien. And I get that he's dead, but like, don't yeah. be a thief. Well, and essentially, <laughs> this is like... Every single fantasy book ever is Dungeons yes. and Drag- Dragons. It's a group of travelers, and there's usually some sort of dwarf, some sort of elf, some sort of human, some sort mm-hmm. of warrior. Like, those aren't unique to Dungeons and Dragons at all. No. No, not even. Co- you know what? Twilight was missing. It was missing elves. 
If there was an elf or a unicorn that showed up, then I would say, sure, Twilight is fantasy. But I don't feel like it is. I'm it's still- fantasy. It is fantasy. Vampires are fantasy. Are hot dog sandwiches are vampires fantasy? Mariah, you're an English major. There are certain <laughs> characteristics that make something a genre. Vampires <laughs> are part of the fantasy genre. I think they're definitely two different subgenres. I think... Uh, I think that low, I think this is high fantasy and Twilight is low fantasy. Well, you know what? That makes sense. I just Googled it and Google says that Twilight is, this is the order, romance, horror, really horror is the second genre, melodrama, drama, and then fantasy. (laughs) I would like to know who is considering Twilight a horror novel. I get that horrible things happen, and I've read it. It is a kind of horrible series. But, like, if you think it's a horror book, please tell me. Okay, at one point in this book, sorry, I just noticed this comment that I had left. The comment is made that dragons have magic because they have wings. Can you repeat and that's that? What, yes, they say that dragons have magic because they have win- wings. And that's why they have old magic and Raistlin is going to have a hard time magicking against them because he doesn't have as old of magic as they do. And I guess probably because he doesn't have wings. They definitely did not flesh out the backstory <laughs> for any of these characters before they wrote stuff. That's no. the worst explanation for not being able to magic again. Also, why is that a verb? Magicking, I don't think it was why, in the book. <laughs> why is why is that a verb? I think that's um, a verb in Harry Potter. I don't like that. It should. I mean, be. I, I mean, I don't like that. <laughs> um. Oh, I think I forgot to get to my point earlier in reading. So the books, the three books, got canceled. Oh no! They're not writing them anymore, and I think it has oh. to do with all of the creative rights things that are going on with D and D. Someone who okay. knows D and D and is actually listening to this. Tell me what's actually happening because, or like, Send go read about it memo. on your own if you're curious. Because I'm definitely not describing all the details correctly. But, but if um, you know more than us, you could always send us a voice memo and we could yes. drop it into an episode. Yeah, we'd love that. We would love that. Um, I did find out though for anyone interested in having a series and that they would like to read, so that they never have to choose another book in their lifetime. Uh, Dragonlance is it. There are 99 books in the Dragonlance. I texted you this. I do not remember the number being that high. 99. There are 99. (laughs) What? Yeah, so if you literally never want to read another book, like, choose another book again. If you suck at making decisions, Dragonlance is your series. You got 99 books. And they take a while to get through, so... Unless you really enjoy them. There are people who really enjoy these series. Like my brother who recommended yeah. it to me. Yeah. Um, so as far as this, the plot line has gone, we have essentially come to the end of where you read. Can I just say a couple of things about the, the few pages that I read after where you finished? I was going to read it. Oh, <laughs> I am going to say two things that are not going to ruin the plot for you at okay. all. Okay. So at one point... <laughs> So Boop, Raceland has, did you read the part where Raceland meets all of the gully dwarves? Yeah, and he like okay. puts a spell on them. 
so that they like him. Yeah. Which, like, why didn't he just do that to everyone from the start? This would have been such an easier book to read if no one hated Raceland. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> It'd probably be a lot shorter. A lot of the conflict yeah. so far has just been people <laughs> hating Raceland. And the fact that he drinks smelly things and says weird crap and expects everyone to understand it. Ugh. Also, when Raceland like tricked them into being his friends, he all of a sudden his voice was very like warm and sweet to these dwarves. The whole book he's been like, and then they're going to kill you. And now he's like, oh my sweet little dwarves. I was like, why aren't you using a normal voice the whole time? Are you are you putting on an act? Do you need someone to notice you? (laughs) Just takes too much energy to talk sometimes, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. But so there's a point when they're with um, Boo Poo where Raceland has to go somewhere and Boo Poo is the only one who can go with him and I can't remember why but all of the other characters say he's safe, he's with Boo Poo. What? (laughs) Why are we trusting this little gully dwarf who just... They just spent a whole, like, two pages explaining how dumb and stupid (laughs) gully dwarfs are. And you're going to trust him with her? That, clearly you hate Raceland. That's what I understand from this. It's just Raceland. Yeah, whatever. He can, you know what? Boo Boo can figure it out. She's fine. Raceland's the but only then... one that can do magic, but we'll be fine without him. Yeah, we'll be fine. We don't need a mage. <laughs> He's pasty face and skinny. We don't really need him. <laughs> Hurtful. That's what that is. Um, But there's a part where, so Boo Boo is leaving Raceland at one point, and it literally said... And she ran off as fast as her floppy shoes would carry her. And I, I literally, I came very close to crying because that's the cutest description ever. Running off as fast as her floppy shoes would carry her. She's adorable. I love her. Okay, the gully dwarves were described. The women look... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. I can't do it justice, but I was like, they did these women gully dwarves so dirty. It was like, the female gully dwarves look like the males, except instead of having mustaches, they just have hair on their cheeks. Yes, yes, that was it. But besides that, they look just as, and just as bad as the dudes. And then they were like, essentially... These creatures are the most butt-ugly things you will ever lay your eyes on, ever, in the world. (laughs) Also, I don't think it's fair how they commented on how dirty they were, and we know Raceland hasn't showered in a solid 20 years, because he can't touch water. You know what I mean? Like, why isn't anyone talking about Raceland being dirty? No, no one is. Can use magic to clean himself? I don't know if he would. You know what? (laughs) I don't know if he'd clean himself even if he could. I was told I shouldn't trust him. I don't trust that he would clean himself. That's why you don't feel good, Raceland, because you don't bathe. (laughs) Oh my gosh, he doesn't wash his hands either. Maybe his cough is because he didn't wash his hands during flu season. I don't think any of them are washing their hands. They slept in a cave. They slept in a cave. (laughs) Why didn't anyone bring some freaking hand sanitizer or something? Like, why can't Raceland magic them into cleanliness? Because if he's not going to do it for himself, he's certainly not going to do it for his group members. His band I think of if, travelers. 
I think if Cardamom or Cameron or whatever <laughs> okay, his name I is. I said Cardamom because every single time, the whole entire book, I've been reading it as Cardamom. <laughs> oh, it's Caramon. It is Caramon, but I've been reading it as Cardamom. <laughs> That's so good. I think if Caramon was like, hey, Raced, could you just like, I haven't been able to wash my hands in a week. Could you help me out? Race them would be like oogly boogly and there would be magic hey, race, on his hands. Hey, race, do you, can you wash my hands? <laughs> hey, buddy. Race hey, sweet, just, sweet friend. Race Lynn's just licking his hands. <laughs> Trust me, it's magic. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to recreate Race Lynn's character for when I do Dungeons and Dragons with you. I'm going to be Race Lena. <laughs> Lena, <laughs> and your superpower is licking hands to keep them clean. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's that's exactly it. There's no more coughing up of blood if I can lick hands to keep them clean. That's all you need in life is a hand licker. I hate that thought. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine being a grown adult and licking people's hands? Like, like to like lick someone's hand, like to stick, to be like, like stick your tongue out and touch your tongue to someone's hand. Gross, but not objectively horrifying, but like full on licking the palms of someone's hands. <laughs> Please don't like, do that. Like when you go to bars and they have bathroom attendants. <laughs> The bathroom attendants are just licking all of these drunk people's hands to clean. <laughs> horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Is it time for the Star's Hollow Gazette? No, I want to know what your rating is for the book so far. And oh. then I want to hear the Star's Hollow okay. Gazette. I don't... Again, I'm having such a hard time because I never want to rate it. So logically, <laughs> I'm thinking two, right? Mm -hmm. Two stars it's so horribly written, not poetic in the slightest, and I never want to read it. But then when I do read it, I enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm going to yep. finish it, and I'm going to read the other two that I have, because I have all of the Chronicles, because Ryan, my brother, gifted them to me. Because he said I have to read a book with dragons in it. So I'm reading all three of them because I have them. But I don't know. I feel like a, a three would be fair at this point since I'm so undecided. Yeah. And I think it has room to go up or down from there. I agree with you. I Are agree. You I think it? I'm at a, I want to. I also like purchased the Audible version. So I... I I bought it twice. I actually have bought this book three times because I ordered a copy for my dad because I had read the first chapter and I was like, I don't know. He likes fantasy. He might enjoy this. I don't know if he enjoyed it. But now I have purchased the book thrice. I feel like I need to at You're least read it once. such a super fan. I <laughs> You're right. That's actually what they called me in high school. Dragon, Dragon Lance girl. They actually called me Raistlin. So... Sorry for the confusion. Raceland the hand flicker. <laughs> <laughs> this is now headcanon for me. And I'm going to be so sad. You know what? In my own copy, I might just write a little additional note that says like, and then Raceland licked all of their hands for clean magical powers. <laughs> or for like cleanliness and health 
And then I'm going to donate this book to a thrift store and someone's going to purchase it and read that and be like, what the crap? (laughs) Is saliva essential oils? (laughs) (laughs) No one's ever tried to sell me saliva, so I don't think so. Saliva is the... Like, you know, all of the essential oils have, like, purposes. Saliva <laughs> is an essential oil, and its purpose is cleanliness. Gross. <laughs> Super gross. You're just leaving your DNA all over people? I don't like that. <laughs> uh, okay, wait. So, you're also rating it three stars, then? Yeah. Okay. We're the same. I think we had a very similar experience reading this. Who knew this is, this is that Dragonlance would be the unifier? <laughs> yes. I was out to dinner with a friend um, Friday night, and she was telling me, she was like, whenever I listen to your book club episodes, I take what Kelly says, and I take what you say, and I find a middle ground, because you'll never agree. <laughs> I was like, you're, you're right. You are right. Oh <laughs> One of us loves it, the other one hates it. <laughs> There is never an in-between. There's no middle ground. (laughs) I think Meet Me Under the Mistletoe was the closest we had come before this. I think so. I also feel very hopeful. What? Hopeful? About future I feel hopeful about... Yeah, I feel hopeful about the woman in Cabin 10. Good. I'm hopeful about that one as well. Good. I don't know. I did hate her last book that I read, though, so... (laughs) Why did you offer this one for us to read? Because it sounds good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this one sounds like it's going to be a lot better than the one that I read. I think it's rated higher, too. So Okay. Okay, I that's genu- good. I picked this because I want to read it. It's been on my list for a while. Like, even despite not liking the other book of hers that I read, I was like, this sounds mm-hmm. pretty good. So it sounds like an Agatha Christie book, like a modern version. Okay. So. Okay. Well, then I'm excited. Yeah, and that's next month, guys. Woman and Cabin Can't even 10. wait. So, Can't even Re- wait. It's by and Claire. Yes. Yeah. And um, my friend Cassandra will be joining us for that episode. So excited. We are pumped. So stinking excited. We are pumped. We'll see you next bum, month for that. Bum, bum. But before we go. Sorry. Chaos. Mars Hollow Gazette? Let's. Let's shall. Okay. Uh, so, what's the news? <laughs> <laughs> I always start. Do you have a Star Solo Gazette? My Star Solo Gazette is that I am literally in the middle of an existential crisis right now. Guys, I don't know what I like anymore. The struggle is real. It's I, seriously, I am questioning everything. I like mm. Dragon Lance, apparently. I don't know what foods I ever want to eat. I can't make decisions about... I think part of it is winter. I'm just mm. like, I need winter to not be a thing anymore. But I... For real. cannot make a decision about anything. And it's not because I'm... I mean, I guess that would mean I'm indecisive. But it's not because I'm just being indecisive. It's because, like, yeah. it's like I genuinely don't know what I want to eat. Like, I genuinely Oof. don't know. You know? It, yeah. yeah. It's been one of those weeks. So, existential Oof. crisis city living in it. But regardless, I'm still enjoying watching West Wing. So, at least there's that. So, That's, so you've got one stable factor one stable in what you factor. like and don't like. Yes. That's good. Hey, that's yes. helpful. Yes. <laughs> yep. All right. What is your Stars Hollow update since you forced me to go first? Oh, <laughs> I... I 
always go first. I'm really proud of you for going first. Look at that. You just you just um faced a fear. You did it. I already feel better because of that. <laughs> Could also be your vitamin water. Could be. I don't know. Um gosh, I don't even know what my Stars Hollow Gazette should be. A lot of random and weird things have been happening lately in my life. Like I started a new job and one day I thought that it was going to be the worst thing of my whole life. And then the next day I was like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. Um, And I downloaded Bumble again, which for those of you who use dating apps, you understand it's it's a tough world out there. Tough, tough world. (laughs) Yeah. So anyhow, that's honestly, that is my life in a nutshell at the moment. Just just chilling, having a new job, swiping through Bumble. What a life. We love that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I, I also have made worry stone. You know those little stone things that you can buy that have little thumb divots? Yeah. I <laughs> One time when I was like, I want to do a craft, but I don't know what to do. I bought some of that air dry clay by Crayola. And I just made a crap ton of worry stones. I <laughs> so I have that. nine of them here. So if I you want that. one, you just let me know. One? Can you send yeah, me one? Yes. I'm a, I'm a Absolutely. worrier. Can you send me one? Thank you. Yeah, happily. Do you want a right-handed one or a left-handed one? Um, right-handed. Okay, great. Thank great. you. That's all that I made. I would have made you They're a different. custom left-hand one. Well, yeah, because like, oh, it's yeah. just made by pressing your finger. I tried it. I was when I first they were dried. I was like, oh, I could do it with my left hand too. No, you can't. You can't do that. That doesn't work. So anyhow, okay. So yeah, I'll mail you one. Just text me your address. Which hand you used? Exactly. Okay. Okay, So I was droning on about an existential crisis, and I realized there's some fun products that I'm excited about. (laughs) Tell me everything. Um. First of all, if there are any gluten-free people out there, there are now gluten-free mint Oreos. They just came out this month, and I found them. They're they're kind of hard to find right now. I think. I think they're becoming like a permanent gluten-free offering, but this is the first month that they're out. But I finally found some, and they're delicious. And I have not so had good. an Oreo in so long. I mean, they have regular gluten-free Oreos, and I just I just don't usually buy them. Um, but mm-hmm. I like had to buy the mint ones, and so absolutely, they're amazing. I'm obsessed with them. The other thing is that I have a coloring book coming in the mail tomorrow, and I'm pumped. It's a modern bohemian book and they have all these cute little like kind of like circle scapes. Like it'll be like a desert within a circle, like a little cactus. I'm I'm super excited to do that. That's adorable. And just relax a little bit more and just like color. Well, if I'm watching TV, I'm going to color. So I love that. And there's like 99 pages in it. So and it was like five bucks. That's so exciting. I know. I'm pumped. And then I also got a, I'm jumping on the trend. I've not tried it before, but I'm hopeful. My hair does curl very well. So I got the silk, like, heatless curls. <gasps> oh, please yeah, send me like, pictures when you try drop it. Drop your hair with, like, the clip and the scrunchies and everything. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm thrilled for you. Please let me know how that goes. Literally everyone who does it, their hair always looks amazing. Yes. Incredible. So we'll see. Yeah. So that's a little bit happier of an update for you. All right. Well, if you're not already, 
follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at Peak Distraction mm-hmm. Podcast. For real. Also, feel free to follow us on Spotify or Apple yeah. Podcasts. Is that Get what it's notifications called? Yeah. whenever we post. Please do. We would love that. We would also love it if you would rate us and review us. It is helpful for our our little podcast world. It is so helpful and we really appreciate it. That's true. So hopefully you listened to this and are going to go out and buy Dragonlance now. <laughs> I don't know if we sold it well. Here's but he, Okay, I have one last comment to make about Dragonlance. <laughs> I have loved it, but I've also hated it. Like it is, it is so the hard most to explain. Book. It is. Yes. It is the most. And I book. would love for everyone to read it so that I can talk to them about it and be like, what did you think about this part? Because I just want to know everyone's experience of this book. And maybe we're the maybe it's us, maybe we're the problem, you know? Maybe. In the wise words of Taylor Swift, hi, it's me. I'm, I'm the, the problem. problem. It's me. It's me. Um, exactly. Yeah. So read it. Let us know if we're the problem or not, or don't read it. <laughs> we gave you a and let us know thorough... if we're the problem or not. <laughs> <laughs> we gave it a pretty thorough summary, I think. So I yeah, I agree. <laughs> it was a little disjointed and chaotic, but <laughs> we got there. Exactly. And when aren't we a little disjointed and chaotic? That's what you come here for, I think. Hopefully you enjoy that. If not, I don't know why you're still listening. (laughs) (laughs) It's all of our whimsy. (laughs) We've got too much whimsy for some of you. I know it. (laughs) We love you even if our whimsy is too much for you. Rate us five stars if you can handle the whimsy. I'm begging you to please rate us five stars if you can handle the whimsy. (laughs) Oh, Have a good week, everybody. We love you. Good night. Good day, trash dogs. We will. <laughs> Bye, buckaroonies. We'll see you next time. Bye. Love you. Remember, only hot girls have ADHD. But not all hot girls have ADHD. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, y'all. Remember to check the description for this month's book club pick. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Love, love you. you.